Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are so happy you decided to join us today. Um, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to set up and break down. I think that's what makes it so handy to use and why I'm basically using it every day at practice. Um, Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400. You said that right, $400 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches at any level. Um, It's... uh, it, you're not going to find anything out there and it's got a 14 day free trial. We believe in it so much. We want you to join. We want you to come and kick the tires around. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I can tell you people love it. I can tell you that people do not want to leave, uh, go over and check it out. And it's got everything from clinics to videos, to, to, uh, me talking to lessons, to courses, to handouts, to practice planning, to parenting, to whatever you need as a basketball coach, it's got it in there. Also go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, Funnel Down Defense, and leave a five-star review. We'd love those. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, so Coach Taylor, I'm going to have you kind of um, – you've had an interesting basketball journey, so I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself. Um, so Colorado Springs, where in Colorado – so remind me where in Colorado, Colorado Springs is. Like We're south of – we're south of Denver, about an hour okay. down I-25. About I-25. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, my son and I are coming out. Um, he's dating a girl in uh, Wyoming, so we're gonna we're gonna make the trip to um, to Wyoming this summer. But it's like, holy cow! It's like I'm more used to the East Coast, where everything's kind of condensed. You get out to the you get out there, man. It's like driving across yeah. Texas to take it three <laughs> days. You know? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't live in the, on the East Coast. There are too many people. Forget yeah. to too many people here. I know. Well, and they're condensed. Well, if you get in New Hampshire, Vermont, it's not like 
the far or Maine. You get in those three states, it's like Wisconsin. It's like other yeah. than a couple big metropolitan areas there aren't. I mean, it's rural. Um, but if you get in like yeah, get around Boston or New York or Jersey or anything like that, it's crazy. Too many people. You're right. I agree. I agree. My my son played football at the Concordia in Moorhead. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was so great. We're, we're familiar with that Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota area. That's we God. Like that's that. God's country up there, man. That's God's country up there. Yeah, Montanans and uh, Coloradans will kind of argue about that. I know, but it's like it's just it's a different. It's a different type. It's a different type. Um, yeah, it's like on Golden Pond, really in northern yep. Wisconsin. Northern, it's like Lake, Lake, Lake. The, think the glaciers for that. There's lakes everywhere. Um, all right, so go, go ahead, Coach. Tell, so you, you go through your basketball journey because it's interesting. Your boys and girls coaching, usually there's not a cross-pollination there, but just kind of go through your how you got into coaching, and then we'll talk about how you got it kind of into this Grinnell system. Back when we moved to Colorado, I was looking for some stuff to do <clears throat> outside of work and met a guy who put me in touch with the coach who was looking for some help in starting a football program, so I volunteered to help him do that. From there, he put me in touch with somebody who needed some help at a Catholic school with basketball. So I went over to help with that. And um, much to the chagrin of my wife, it's been a long 20 plus year journey in coaching. Uh, I coach a you know what I tell you know what I tell my wife? I said this I could have worse addictions. So this is a good addiction. Like I'm helping youth and I'm like, you know where I am. I'm in a hot, sweaty gym. So it's like yep. That's what I keep telling her. So there's there's worse addictions in the world, I'm telling you. <laughs> Never thought about it that way, but you're right. So when I, I started coaching basketball at a uh, Catholic school here in town, uh, the head coach there was he was he was he was Bobby Knight reincarnated. He 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 his method worked with our kids because we didn't have a lot of talent, but he inspired the kids to play every bit as hard as anybody else and we beat teams with far greater talent than we had right and uh, his ability to to reach those kids and to convince them that i mean it like a the jimmy valvano quote every day ordinary people are doing extraordinary things well that's what those kids did from there kind of a you know when a head coach gets fired his assistants usually go with it <laughs> And uh, my next basketball stop was out at uh, another high school out east of here. And um, I went out there with another um, with a friend of mine who was also on the staff at that Catholic high school. And we had two really good years. Um, made the playoffs first two years, uh, coaches of the year, those two years. And then third year, parent didn't like us and we were asked to leave. Um it's crazy how that works, isn't it? It's just like uh, it, it's yeah. even more crazy than I don't I don't understand it. But that's a topic for another. Oh, trust me, that's a whole topic. I've thought about doing like a whole week of podcasts on it. The, the, the thing is, I think and it's different. I've been coaching for 35 years ish. And it's like it's like people I, I, I would make more working at the convenience store on uh, after school than i do coaching i'm not doing this what do you think this glory like we're, we're gonna run out of coaches and we're gonna run out of officials if people don't change real soon oh big time and teachers like, and well and definitely teachers it's like yeah i'm fifth generation teacher and i think i'll probably be the end in our family um yeah. but again that's a whole different podcast but it's like 
No, it's like this isn't what you see on TV. This that's not this isn't like we're teaching them things. But anyway, go ahead, coach. Oh, well, we're down in the grass. I mean, that, that's just it. We're down in the grass with the kids, be they male or female. And the the parents, they see one aspect of it. And that's game preparation, game performance. But after um, going out to the high school out east, um, I was asked to apply for the job after our staff got fired. And I ran the summer program did what I thought I needed to do to get hired. And then was, I was passed over for a buddy of the AD who came in from California and that type stuff. So I went to a, another high school, um, as a volunteer the first year and we won state title. I was on staff as a paid coach the second year we won again. Um, the first year group, they were, they were not, basketball they were not pure basketball players they were athletes i had coached them in football too right and they made a commitment to each other in football that they were going to get as far as they could in the state playoffs but that lasted one game when some selfishness took over and um they we didn't go as far as we our talent should have taken us so they made the same same kids they made the commitment to each other that they were not going to let that happen in basketball. And we didn't, we were down in the state championship game. We were down 20 points at halftime. Um, as coaches, well, we that knew, coach is that coach is still talking to himself. Then if he was up 20 at half, man, Oh my God, that other and coach. That, that was, it, it was that, it was that coach's final game. He retired after that. And our staff, we were talking together at halftime and we were looking at the stats and we were down 20. They'd made 11 free throws. So went up to the to the officials and asked them, said, what are we doing wrong to be penalized with all these free throws? And the official looked at me and he said, I really don't know. I can't tell you. I'll go ask my partners. Well, he went and asked his partners, didn't come back to any of us to give us an answer. But within the first four minutes of that third quarter, things had changed and we were getting the calls and we were on the free throw line and that lead got cut in half. I think a long story short, game comes down to they're up one point with six seconds left. We call timeout, draw up a play. Those never work. The kid who scored the final two points of that game to win it for us, also scored the first two points of the game, and he didn't score in between. And the kid was a tremendous kid. Wow. And so, I mean, it, that was a storybook type of situation. The next year, we go undefeated through 4A basketball. Nobody touches us. Come in, we have a pretty healthy lead. We lose it. We have to go into overtime to win that game. But same type of scenario, same type of kids. The, the team that – the second group was our second stringers on the, the year before. So they had played and battled. I mean, our practices were a Donnybrook. Right. I mean, we had football players that were post players that were commanding and just throwing people around. We had guards that weren't going to take any, 
um, crap off of anybody. I mean, it was just old school type of stuff. And right. those kids, they were, they were so, and this was before we, before me became in vogue, but they were truly we before me. And our head coach, Otis Johnson, he did a tremendous job of fathering all those kids because a lot of them didn't have a great home life. <clears throat> it was an inner city school. They were filled with kids who just wanted to be loved and, and appreciated and and taken care of. And I'm not talking about with they just wanted to be they just wanted to feel like somebody cared about. Them. And he did a tremendous, tremendous job of implementing things that would always do that. We always um, playoffs when we would get into the playoffs, we would start going through the pyramid of success with the kids. Um, Coach Baker would be leading that and the kids bought into it. I mean, it was just, a, it was an amazing two years with those same kids. And, uh, you know, you, those are, you think the first one is tough to repeat. Uh, a state title is tough to repeat all the emotions, everything, but we were able to do it with the next group too. And then um, after that, I, I uh, focused more on coaching football because my son was coming up and that um, was one of his football coaches at the high school that he was going to Tried to get on the basketball staff, but there was no opening and um... step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply you know, coached him through high school football, uh, coached him in AAU basketball with um, our club team called the Force. Um, that team, that club has been around since 1985. So it's Ooh, a, that's a long old, time. That's an yeah. old one. Yeah. Yeah. And I say we do it right because we don't a lot of a lot of club teams here. Give me a check for fifty five hundred or seventy five hundred bucks. We have the kids work bingo. They sell raffle tickets. They have have an opportunity to raise. 90% of the funds that they need and we fly everywhere. We stay in, we don't stay in, you know, substandard hotels. Uh, we're treating the kids like, you know, it was basically a vacation, but they're there to work. Um, so basketball has been a big part of what I do. Um, I got up to Liberty, a friend of mine asked me to come help him take over the girls program at Liberty. He was another, um, <clears throat> coach at the Catholic school that I had coached for. And I went over to help him, not knowing what I was going to get myself into. And um, he decided that that wasn't for him. And lo and behold, I became the head coach. And, and a door opened and it, you walked through it. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it's had its ups and downs. We've put um, the program has put 10 plus kids into college. And the sad part about it is only one has stayed through her four years. And why, do you think that, why do you think that is? Uh, I just don't think they liked or understood what they were getting into in the transition that was required of them to jump from a 
4A, 5A high school into, you know, a D2, NAI, D1 type program. Um, the girl that finished at Western, she was, she was a tremendous point guard for us. Defensively, she'd lock down anybody and everybody. Um, and she fulfilled her role at Western. She got an education five years later. She graduates or graduated and is off doing adult stuff now. Um, one of the girls ended up getting a national championship ring from Concordia in Seward, Nebraska. I mean, they have a tremendous girls program. And uh, she then decided the basketball wasn't for her. So she left and she went to Nebraska to finish her degree. And just various things have. It's a job. What kids don't understand is like, so I, <laughs> even at the D3 level, it, it is, it's a job. It's a, mm-hmm. it's like having a job. It's like working at the library or at the cafeteria. I mean, it's like yep. coaches are taking it seriously. The school takes it seriously. I mean, it's, it, and again, obviously there's a difference between D3 and D1, but it's still like, it's a time, it's a time. I mean, kids find out while well, there's mortal and which is okay in some respects. It's like, they're, if they're not, especially if they're not like paying your full bill, um, right. a little different, like, all right, you're giving me 30%. Is it really worth my time? I'm missing the Friday night kegger or whatever it is. Right. right. I can't go to the day. I can't go on spring break or whatever. Um, so I think that's the reality. I think that hits a lot of kids. It's like, what, what do you mean? Like you it's, well, no, it's a year round thing. Like I yep. tell, I, I've had a ton of D one athletes and they find it's a job. Like if you play bat, if you play football for the university of Wisconsin, it is a job. Like, what do yep. you like? And it, you get taken care of, but it's still a job. Like, <laughs> well, even with my son playing at Concordia, he had, a, he had opportunities to play in uh, a D one program here in Colorado. And it was going to be a preferred walk on. And I told him, I said, Noah, they're preferring to beat you up instead of somebody who they're fully invested in. Right. Uh, and so he did, he asked me Memorial day weekend before he was to start at Colorado. Um, can you find me another place to play so I can play football and baseball? And, uh, I said, no, that ship has sailed because we had, you know, right. Air Force and Colorado School of Mines and some of those type schools that were interested in him. And we sent out film again and we had 300 hits off a of field level. And I said, here, you're going to go through this and you're going to find the you're going to narrow it down and you're going to find the school that you want to approach and see what happens. And he did. And he ended up being on my act. Um, in fact, his team beat uh, Wisconsin. Uh, was it Saint? Cl- not Saint Clair, but the, the Stout, maybe or Superior, UW Superior. No, UW it was UW Eau Claire. Eau Claire. No, yeah. is it Eau Claire? It might yeah, be. Pur- they're purple. They're yeah, always in the the blue gold three finals. Yeah, yeah. They beat them his sophomore year, and it was we were there for that game, and it was something else. He probably had, he had a better experience. Yeah, probably. He did. I and mean, you got to be a student he... and an athlete. Yes. Yep. Because to be honest, and... when you play at Colorado, you're an athlete. And you kind of go oh, to yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like it's like a minor league for the NFL. Like all that stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and kids and parents. I know we've kind of gotten off the subject, but kids and parents 
all think that they're going to be D1 athletes. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, football, track, swimming, whatever. They don't understand that you might you have that dream, but so do thousands of other kids. And in the major sports like basketball and football, 1% get that opportunity. And they get caught up on the number too. It's like, what? Trust me. Like, first of all, the state of Wisconsin in Division Three basketball is like insanely good. Like the Bennett's came through here. Bo Ryan came through here. They all won national titles. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's like that. Though that those that our D three league would beat most D two teams. I'm just telling you right exactly. now. That's how good they are. But they get caught up on this number. It's like, who cares what? Go go find the right school that's going to be the right school. And then we'll worry about like, you know, if they want to pay for your educate, great. But, um, you know, that's a difficult task. So how long have you been at Liberty? I'm going into my seventh year. And how and did you No, I was just wondering how, how you kind of pivoted to your offense and stuff, but finish, finish your thought. And then I want to talk about the Grinnell thing. A philosophy, if you want to call it that, I, I don't, I'm not one of these coaches that is hard set to run a particular type of, offense or defense. I got to I mean, I got to see what my kids look like. I can't go recruit specific kids to run a specific type of offense. So if I've got like uh, two years ago, I had a bunch of plotters and I couldn't get up and down the floor. We were running, you know, pin down screens and we were running back screens to get them open and, you know, taking time off the clock to work our posts to get them involved in the game and to keep them from having to play defense, to be honest with you. Last year, those kids graduated. The plotters graduated. The ones that were left had some speed and some ability. They had a couple of club kids, and they could get up and down the floor. I had a girl who averaged a double-double. She was – she had – she led the state in triple-doubles, but she didn't average a triple-double. Um, That's unique. She <laughs> – she, uh, in fact, there were a couple of games where she had a quadruple double with turnovers. But <laughs> that's that's not good. That's not good. No, yeah. No, but as much as she handles the basketball, I mean, that was to be expected. And then another girl. I mean, both those girls for the most of the year this past season averaged twenty, right at twenty, twenty-one points a game. Then as the season got towards the end, they started having some fall off because one, they were tired, and two, teams were starting to defend them a little differently. In our playoff loss we lost in overtime by three and one and one player had she had 29 points in our loss she missed a couple of layups that had she hit them we would have probably won that game but we also did some didn't do some things on defense either and you know when you don't do the things on defense doesn't matter what you do on offense you're going to end up getting beat yep <laughs> but she's she's that she's that type of score and then the other one uh, who averaged the double, the double, double, she ended up being player of the year for the area. Um, and she's only a sophomore. So she's got a very high ceiling, two more years to go. She'll be a junior this coming year. Um, and we're, and we're, we're filling in around them. We're filling in around with, we've graduated four seniors and we've now got another girl coming up. Who's going to be a junior. She started for us last year. She could end up leading the state, if not being in the top, 10 and block shots i think her arms are growing every day she's got long arms and long fingers i'm telling you right now people underestimate arm length like in the nba now they they even they care more about arm length than they do height because it's like how tall you are perceived to be kind of thing you know what i mean it's 
that's what that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And, and this girl hasn't even scratched the surface on what she can do offensively, but she had in one of our games this past year, she had um, a set of sisters, <coughs> excuse me, who were both six three, six four, playing against her. She ended up with six blocks against them, and they didn't block her once. And just because she had a knack, I mean, it's right. one of those things. I had a kid. Um, there was a kid that played in our uh, on our team that won the second state title, and he ended up playing at Colorado. He was six nine, and he never got in foul trouble, but yet he every game he had seven, eight, nine blocks. We just funneled everything into him defensively, and he just took care of business. Right. There's a knack, there's a knack to that too, I think. Really, like shot blockers. Yeah. The good ones are actually volleyball players. That's what I found. We have boys volleyball at our school because they don't they don't follow through. It's a it's a it's a you know, it's more of a like a tip in volleyball. Yeah. Um so it helps a lot. So I, I wonder if there's there's probably a correlation with girls that have played volleyball too, is my guess. But. Well, they're used to going up to twelve instead of over to three. Right. And an official I had an official explain that to me because I asked him, I said, why are we getting so many fouls called on the same type of scenario in the, as was the state championship game? Right. And he said, if you're at 12, I'm not calling a foul. Close you start getting to three, more likely I'm going to call a foul. Right. I said, well, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I can't yell at you about that. But yeah, then exactly. so so dive into the dive into the dive into the offense and the Grinnell thing and stuff and how you the the kind of the whole system thing and what you've done with that and how you've kind of pivoted to that and and how it's affected maybe your youth and your practices and those kind of things. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.